Hello, my friend. You are listening to episode number 35 of Tipod. And today we are getting down to the nitty gritty and talking about something that exists in the back end of your business. That's right. Today I'm going to be talking to you all about creating SOPs or standard operating procedures for your business. My friend, look, I understand talking about the back end, that's not really the sexy part of entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? Typically, we love to spend a lot of time and energy talking about, you know, the client facing things, the service services, products, all of those wonderful gifts that we each bring to the table uh, in the service of our business and of our dream clients. But those who have been in the game know that when the back end of your business is not organized and is not rocking the way it's supposed to rock, that is kind of the make or break for many business owners. So because of that, I don't want to do you a disservice and shy away from this topic. So we are going to get super tactical, super nitty gritty, and I'm going to teach you all about SOPs and how they can help you streamline your business and your daily operations today. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Tie Pod, a podcast crafted by Tiana Ty to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, or just getting started, you're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Ty. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TIPOD would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. Alrighty, let's talk SOPs and how they can help you get that back in situated, my friend. But I want to start this out by taking you on a little trip down memory lane. So tell me, do you remember being a kid in like your language arts class and learning all about expository essays? Oh yeah, I'm taking you all the way back. I'm telling you, I can clearly remember writing a full-on essay about how to eat an Oreo cookie. And if my memory isn't failing me, I'm pretty sure I had friends who wrote essays on how to make the perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich, how to make the perfect grilled cheese sandwich, which honestly, that's totally what I should have written my essay on because I'm a master. (laughs) But writing those expository essays was literally, quite literally, a lesson in and of itself. And I can hear my teacher reminding me like, Imagine an alien is on earth for the first time and you are explaining to them how to eat this Oreo cookie exactly the same way you like to eat them. 
did I take you on a trip down memory lane? Am I the only one who did that exercise? Because I'm telling you, you have got to keep that exact same energy when you're writing SOPs, okay? We are writing standard operating procedures, which are step-by-step guides of the recurring tasks in your business that literally are happening on a daily basis. And we are going to write those as simplified and as uh, broken down step-by-step as if you were trying to explain this to to an alien. Obviously, language barrier aside, because I don't know what type of alien you're dealing with and what language they're speaking, but you see what I'm saying here. You see what I'm getting at. We have got to break down these tasks that you know, quite honestly, may come second nature to you. But whenever you're trying to uh, delegate them to a team member, we have got to be explicit. We have got to get down to the nitty gritty and break things down step by step by step. So, Now that we've kind of covered the basics of what the heck a standard operating procedure is, it's a step-by-step guide, let's talk about how this is going to help you and your business, because I'm just trying to get straight to the point today, right? So what are the benefits of standard operating procedures? Great question. I am so glad you asked. The first benefit for me is that it is a time saver, my friend. Oh my goodness. I know we are all totally strapped for time. Time is one of our, like, actually it is the rarest of all of our resources. Screw money. Time is what counts, at least in my book. So anytime I can save time on something, I am down for it. So creating SOPs truly does save time for you and your business because it is going to streamline the training process for any of your team members. So I want you to visualize with me, like let's keep it super simple. If you're hiring a social media manager and you like to do uh, client outreach or lead generation in a particular way, you kind of have a system and it's working for you um, and you want to be able to pass that task on to that team member. You want to delegate it, right? Having SOPs already created and vetted is going to help you do that more seamlessly without all of the stress and the headache, right? Because here's the thing, if you are onboarding a few people and maybe there's been some turnaround, like let's keep it real. So maybe the first social media manager didn't work out and now you're bringing on the second or whatever your situation is. We don't want to have you getting on Zoom call after Zoom call, re-explaining the same questions, re-answering the same questions you've just answered, right? If we can get what's in your brain down onto a piece of paper and get it documented, my goodness, that is going to save you time, okay? Okay, number two, it's going to increase the consistency across your brand. So I'd like to stick with the same example because I think it's actually a pretty good one for the social media manager, right? So let's say you had the first one, didn't really work out. So you went ahead and onboarded a new social media manager who you adore, right? The fact that this social media manager is going to be utilizing the same process, the same standard operating procedure for something like lead generation means that your brand is showing up consistently in this task, lead generation, even though it's technically different people behind the scenes doing the work. You see what I'm saying? This is also really, really great if let's say you do this task sometimes, but other times you wanna outsource it or it's kind of more willy-nilly, what have you. It's really, really great if no matter who is touching your business, everybody is doing whatever the task is in the same manner. That's great for consistency. So as we go through this episode and I start to talk to you about how to create these SOPs, I want you to keep that in mind 
designed specifically for like the more so client facing uh, tasks in your business. Okay. Number three, this is definitely connected to number two is it helps you avoid losing knowledge. What do I mean by that? So again, back to that social media manager, um, maybe the system that they put in place was their thing, right? Like the system was great and they helped you create that first SOP and you loved it. And maybe the relationship with that social media manager simply broke down because you guys didn't vibe in the right way. Communication wasn't on point. Something other than uh, the actual work of lead generation is the example we're sticking with here, right? So when you onboard a new social media manager, do you just want to lose all of that good strategic work that you did with the previous one? Or do you want to keep that process and not just lose it and have to start over? Okay, so this is one of the reasons why documenting your tasks and documenting the processes behind them is really, really great for your business because life happens, people move on because of opportunities or mismatch, what have you. And it's always really great to have these things documented so that no matter who comes in your business, you're not necessarily starting over and having to redefine all of the strategies behind all of the tasks that you're doing. Because my friend, I know there's a lot. I got you. I'm right there with you. Okay. And the last benefit that I definitely wanted to put on your head before we go into the how of today's episode is you can use them to inform your team members like reviews. What do I mean by that? You know, my friend, I am big on performance management. I like you to check in with your team, actually like schedule a at least a yearly performance review and just keep up with their growth and progress over time, obviously. So I say all that to say SOPs are actually really, really fantastic when it comes down to performance reviews. Why? If you have a team member who is uh, mainly in charge of handling recurring tasks. So again, let's talk about that social media manager. A lot of the tasks that are innate to that particular role are happening on at least a weekly, if not daily basis, right? So uh, lead generation, reaching out to potential clients, building relationships in the DMs, posting, engaging on social media, all of the things that we all know and love slash hate, (laughs) they are happening over and over and over again, right? So because they are recurring tasks and you are going to create a standard operating procedure for them, you now already have a documented way of checking in on the performance of your team member. So I'm going to say that again in a slightly different way. You have a document that tells them explicitly how they are supposed to do lead generation. So when it comes to the performance review time, it can be really handy for you to pull out those documents and say, okay, this is how she's been supposed to do lead generation. And we created this strategy with the goal of uh, building my audience by X amount in the last six months, right? So you can kind of build on what the process was. And also, honestly, you can check back and see Were they following the method that I put in place? Whenever they did engagement, did they actually follow this method, right? And that is a really great and objective way to check in on performance. This episode is brought to you by Interact. Remember those BuzzFeed quizzes like, what type of ice cream are you? 
Yeah, Interact is a tool for creating quizzes just like those, except it also acts as a way for your business to generate leads and build that oh-so-important email list. I use it to host my quiz, What's Your Enneagram Leadership Type? With hundreds of ready-made templates and the option to create unlimited quizzes from scratch, you will literally have hundreds of opportunities to attract the right clients, especially new ones. Don't miss out on this beautiful opportunity to grow your business in a fun and unique way. You can sign up for Interact today by heading on over to the show notes and getting a link to create your first quiz for free right now. That's right. I said it is free 99 to create your first quiz. It doesn't get much better than that. Okay, I hope you're ready for this. We have talked about what an SOP is and how it can benefit your business, but now we're going to get down to some of the nitty gritty in terms of when you should be creating them and how the heck to do it. So let's talk first about when, because sometimes an SOP may not be all that advantageous to your business. Let's just put that out there. So I am a huge proponent for writing an SOP for any task, again, that is recurring, okay? So if it's a one-off, it doesn't make sense for you to create a standard operating procedure because it's not going to happen again. So let's just leave that where it is. So if the task is recurring, I definitely think you should be writing these SOPs way before you'll ever need them. Seriously. As a solopreneur, the first few months of my own business... I'm telling you, I had SOPs for podcast post-production, some graphic creation SOPs, and uh, social media engagement SOP. And it's really, really helpful to have these queued up and ready to go before you're ready to delegate, before you're ready to pass whatever the task is along to a team member. So my recommendation is that anytime you get a process down pat, go ahead and draft up an SOP for it. So for me, that looked like um, finally nailing down my podcast post-production process. Ooh, say that fast three times, podcast post-production process. (laughs) And doing it consistently, loving the results and knowing that I did not want to change anything unless I like, you know, brought in some podcast genius who knew all of the hottest tips and techniques, right? So as soon as I got to the point where I was totally comfortable with the process that I had created myself, I went ahead and planned on creating the SOP during my next editing batch day for Typod. So in short, this means that the SOP creation process is going to be relatively fluid, especially if, you know, it's the first few months of your business and you're still nailing down all of your processes. If you've been in the game for a while and you just haven't gotten around to this, then those processes, like you know what comes, um, not, not necessarily second nature, but you know the processes that you're following day in and day out for certain tasks. So you're just going to want to sit down, dedicate the time and get them documented. And I'm excited because now I'm going to explain to you exactly how. So this is my process for creating SOPs. Everybody does it a little bit differently at the end of the day. It's not that serious. I'm just going to be clear with you. Um, I like to follow this process specifically with my online business owners and uh, my leaders who do mostly virtual work. So the first step to creating your own SOP is do the dang on process a few times yourself, if at all possible. Okay, like seriously, you're going to want to kind of pre-vet your own process and make sure it's running smoothly and you like the outcome for obvious reasons. 
you don't want to create a process that uh, results in an outcome that is not good. You know what I'm saying? So after you've tried it a few times and you're like, okay, yes, I like the outcome. I like this process. It seems pretty clear and efficient. Let's document it. My favorite thing for online business owners is to go ahead and use a screen recording app, um, something like Loom, which is totally free, and go ahead and screen record yourself completing this process. Again, obviously this works if it is a virtual process you're doing, um, but if you're doing something live with your hands, if you're some sort of in some sort of product creation or something like that, you can do the process and simultaneously write down or type out what you're doing. It's just going to take a little bit longer because you're going to have to pause and write and pause and write. But yeah, you want to go ahead and use a screen recording app and capture yourself completing the process from start to finish. Um, If you're up to it, I recommend uh, basically narrating this process as you complete it because it's always really helpful. There are different types of learners and some learners prefer a video SOP, which is why I recommend you start out with this. Okay. Step three, after you've created that loom or whatever the screen recording is with you completing the full process and explaining it as you go, go ahead and create a written document for the SOP. Again, Different people learn differently, and we can't assume that we know exactly how all of our future team members are going to learn. So it's extremely advantageous for you to have your SOP both in a video slash audio format and also as a written document with literally step by step one, step one, step two, step three, so on and so forth. And just a couple of quick tips for what to include in both that video and that written document that you're going to create. Super simple. I want you to title the standard operating procedure for whatever the task is. So a couple examples. I I have a standard operating procedure for TIPOD episode post-production process. Um, I have a separate one for TIPOD graphic creation Um, there may be one for lead generation on Instagram. So again, literally task by task, you're going to want to create separate SOPs. And at the top of that, you include a descriptive title. The second thing that's really helpful is adding a publication or revision date. Um, this just helps you keep track of whether or not the SOP is like totally out of date. And it doesn't seem like it matters in the beginning, but I'm telling you when you look back a year from now and you're like, Ooh, when did I create that one? I took this one course and now my whole lead generation process has changed. So I should probably update that. So that's why that one's helpful. Uh, the next thing I would recommend is definitely the name of the role that the SOP is intended for. So super simple. Obviously, my TIPOD post-production, that is intended for my podcast manager. Okay. Uh, lead generation is intended for the social media manager. So go ahead and write out who the SOP is for. Then write a super short description of the scope of the standard operating procedure. So again, the example uh, for TIPOD post-production, it would say this SOP is intended for the TIPOD manager to run audio post-production editing. That was really rough. I just made that up on the spot. But you just want to describe what is inside the SOP so someone can get an idea of what it is that you're going to be describing at first glance. And last but not least is every single step of the task. So literally, the steps for the podcast post-production could be um, download audio files out of Google Drive folder titled X. 
import files into Audacity. And then all of those technical nitty gritty steps around um, running normalization, noise reduction, I'm not going to get into it, but literally down the minutia, every single step, my friend, of the task you're creating definitely needs to be documented. Again, remember, this is being created for an alien. This is being created for somebody who does not live in your brain and they do not necessarily approach things the same way that you do. So if them following this process is critical, we've got to have that SOP laying it out bit by bit by bit and being extremely explicit so they know exactly what to do without any questions. So once you've got all of that laid out, once you've got the the title of the SOP, a short description, who it's intended for, and you've got all of those steps outlined nice and discreet for your team member, the next thing you've got to do is test it and review it over and over again, seriously. So creating that SOP was half the battle, but because we tend to miss things, even if you're like super poly the perfectionist or whatever, chances are that at least one piece of that SOP is probably hard for someone who doesn't live in your brain to understand. So that's why we have to test it and review it. So super simple. Again, I want you to test the SOP yourself. So the next time you do that lead generation or the next time you do your podcast post-production, go ahead and pull out that SOP and see if it's matching up to what you're doing, right? I also want you to have a team member test it. Ideally, it's the team member whose role it is to actually handle the task, um, but you should not give them a whole bunch of context. Just ask them to complete the task using the SOP and see if it's as self-explanatory as you think it is. And last but not least, honestly, take the feedback from yourself, take the feedback from your team member and tweak that SOP, my friend. Also, really, really good if you can actually look at the outcome of whatever it is that the SOP is related to. So um, the lead generation, if it's not chalking up to all you hoped it would be, if you're not getting the followers or what have you, then you may want to tweak it from a strategic perspective, not necessarily from an operational perspective, but we've got to go ahead and get those changes documented. And you just want to keep reevaluating things because at the end of the day, just like our businesses, our standard operating procedures are fluid. They can and should evolve as your business does. Again, when you change that strategy, guess what's changing? That SOP, okay? So definitely reevaluate probably about once a year and keep your SOP library fresh and ready for all of your team members. And that is it. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of talked out on SOPs. So I hope that this episode was super comprehensive and very helpful to you. And as usual, I will see you in the next episode. 